You're listening to the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and today's episode is with Pratik Kuhad. I'm always fascinated by artists who are able to solely focus on their craft, and that's indeed been the case with today's guest. Pratik is a singer-songwriter from India who's done a tremendous job of sharing his heart while also always allowing himself room to grow. You could hear it in the slew of singles he's released since dropping his debut album in Token and Charms back in 2015. And he has this innate ability to allow a song to breathe, to let it work on its own terms while also experimenting with a variety of sounds. 2019 has been a massive year for Pratik, um, with sold out shows all over the world and just this amazing response to the music above anything else. I got to meet with him for the first time in Brooklyn ahead of a packed show at Music Hall Williamsburg. Together we chat about how he got his start, the ways he's evolved his creative process, and the magic of playing to audiences around the world. This is the 405 Exchange with Pratik Kuhad. Enjoy. So I've been really keen on getting the chance to talk to you because I've been familiar with your music for a while now, but interestingly enough, I honestly don't know much about you. So Mm -hmm. this is going to be quite a really fun one for me. Um, Can you remember how your life changed when you look back on the music that entered your life and really made you feel like you wanted to do that? Yeah, I guess uh, it kind of changed slowly. It didn't really change immediately. Uh, I mean, even like my personality or like how I was as a person was quite different before I started doing this, you know, doing music profession. You're talking about like my music, right? Yeah, your music. Yeah, yeah. But more so like, because I always imagine it comes from a place of like enjoying music and thinking to yourself like, oh, I want to do that. Or was it like that for you? Like, sorry, what was that again? The aspect of enjoying music in your youth and deciding you wanted to do it too. Was it like that for you? Like, to perform and Mm. to write your own songs? I guess. I mean, I think it was... um, I think it stemmed... I think the need to, like... Of course, I always enjoyed music. And it was always something I did on the side. Uh, I used to sing when I was a kid. And I used to, like, start... When I started playing the guitar, then I started doing a lot of that. But, I mean, I think... uh, I think the decision to do this as a career came more from like me really getting, really realizing how much I liked songwriting and making records and actually creating music. I think I, mean, I think that's the part of it that I really, really love a lot. Yeah. Uh, even more, I mean, much more from like the performance or any of the other stuff. So I think it came from that and that's what really like changed it for me where I was like, you know, I'm really digging doing this. And... Uh, you know, I should definitely give it a shot, basically. Yeah. I think one of the most beautiful things about music is that when you get involved in it and you get to get entrenched within um, studios and working with uh, collaborators or even just, you know, session musicians or engineers and all that, you start to understand there's so many practicalities to it, really, which yeah. is really an amazing thing. <clears throat> yeah. And actually, I mean, uh, that's the thing. I think a lot of people who are non-musicians don't realize that there's so much more to it as a profession. I think like for a lot of people, the perception is that 
it's just about getting on stage and playing your songs but like you know there's like there's sound checks and there's when you get in a rec- studio to make a record there's so many practicalities and there's technical stuff and you need to know so you need to have a bunch of different skill sets it's not just about being able to write a song and be able to do that i mean there's so many other things you have to do that come with it yeah. which uh, which which is something that I, i learned slowly because you know i think even i didn't realize how many more things i had to do along with it so yeah well how do you find yourself feeling about that cuz something that i've noticed over the years is that it there tends to almost be a bit of a push and pull cuz i think naturally for a lot of artists they find themselves thinking like the world would be perfect if you could just put right songs and put them out and that was the only thing and you didn't have to deal with all the other stuff around it but do you find yourself comfortable with that like the fact that you have to know so much other stuff as well uh yeah i think i'm mo- in general i'm a pretty like i'm a curious person and i i like challenges in general i like challenging myself so uh maybe not all of the things but definitely most of the things or a lot of the things that come with being a musician uh i i don't mind doing them like you know a lot of things to do with like strategy or just like kind of figuring out things to do with like you know releases and like sometimes certain like logistical things i don't mind doing i don't know it's weird it's kind of like random but like there's definitely non music aspects of this thing that i i mean for example i really enjoy getting involved in uh other creative aspects of you know being an artist like you know uh like stage design maybe or like artwork music videos things like that um but uh that being said like yeah there is definitely a bit of a portion bowl because at the end of the day what i really just want to spend a majority of my time doing is just you know being in a studio and writing and like making and like producing music yeah exactly i'm going to get back to like cutting kind of what you're touching on there is like almost the ability of being a creative director i'm going to touch on that later cuz you have some really amazing uh art bits of artwork and videos that I really want to ask you about but first I want to bring up the fact that when I listen to your music I get the sense that music tends to be a function of communication for you in some ways where sometimes when I listen to your songs I get the sense that oh he's making sense of an emotion that he's having and he's kind of sharing it with the world that's a very broad thing to say is that something mm. you would agree with at all or am I kind of super far off in kind of thinking no it definitely not super far off but I think that just happens like instinctively i mean i don't really intend to uh say a specific thing or uh, usually the way i write especially for the records that i put out it's very it's just very instinctive i just write stuff that kind of spontaneously comes out in terms of like chorus lines or like you know verses and then just i actually kind of like end up analyzing the meaning of my song usually like midway through writing it like maybe like midway through writing like the thing i'll be like okay why did i say that line out spontaneously and then it usually ends up connecting to something that had happened to me and then it makes sense and then i kind of like build around it and make it more cohesive and as a song that actually makes sense and is telling something if that makes sense you know like so it's not like i start with an idea being like i want to say this and then i say it i just end up saying stuff that's kind of personal a lot but at the same time there's many songs which are like fairly impersonal and just more of kind of like writing a good song that has is saying something which might not be something i want to say but it's just something that you know is is i, I don't know i guess like needs to be said or yeah i think that that comes across in a lot of your music because what's amazing to me is like the way you describe that just now i mean 
that's one of the, that's one of the beautiful things about the, being a songwriter. There's not many areas in life where you can find yourself enthralled by something you're going through and having to put it out in the world or having that element of surprise where that sense of discovery within creation. That's a very special thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Going into your music some more. Let's start with um, with you for you. Um, I'm curious to hear about how this song came together, specifically musically speaking. Um, what was inspiring you at the time creatively? Uh, yeah, I think like uh, I wrote kind of like a majority of the song myself in LA at this Airbnb I was staying in. I think uh, 2016, and uh, soon after that, like I was doing like sessions, co-writing sessions for the first time in the US, and I was doing sessions in Nashville with uh, these two producers, Peter Cronwald, who's actually touring with me right now. Uh-huh. and Conrad Snyder and we kind of like finished that song in that session with you for you it's pretty much I mean the the song that ended up on the record is pretty much what we did that day pretty much and we cleaned it up and like you know added some layers and like removed some stuff and re-recorded some stuff so the guitar the vocals the drums the bass the main like foundation of the song was pretty much what we did that day in a span of like seven hours or something I don't know so um yeah, I mean, I think like I was trying to like just kind of get out of uh, it. I've been writing a lot. I mean, I in, in general write fairly frequently. And uh, I think during that time, I was trying to just, I was kind of sick of everything I was playing on the guitar, especially. I, I was just playing a lot of like really folksy stuff, stuff that was like had like finger picking or like something that I just heard before. So I really remember like stripping it out, being like, you know what, I'm going to write a song on like two strings literally and that's not going to change at all and that song with when it was written like without all the production when I wrote it in my room it was literally just two strings the whole time like the whole song is just two strings I mean you know it's the it's those two notes and then the bridge is like six more notes which go like I mean it's it's very minimally like I mean on the guitar to play like anybody could play literally so I don't know, I, I remember like thinking about that uh, very specifically being like, you know, I'm just sick of everything I'm playing on the guitar, so I'm going to do this. And yeah, that's about it pretty much. I feel like what you just said there about that song is something I really found intriguing through your music as I was delving into it and getting to live with it, where there is this aspect of minimalism and simplicity in a lot of your music, but I also feel like, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong as well, I feel like there's this kind of divergence away from the... Um, how constrictive the term singer-songwriter could be. I feel like with some of the songs I've heard from you, it's kind of like, how can I take this term further? How could I take it even more so where it's not so constrictive? Where, like you were saying, it doesn't have to always be like a folksy type of thing. Yeah. Is that fair at all? Like. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I think I try to like tend to... And, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like doing things differently for the heck of it, but I just get bored very easily, to be honest. I mean, I just like... After a while, if it's just the same shit and, you know, that I'm writing, I'm just like, fuck, like, you know, I gotta do, I mean, I'll just get really bored. Yeah. So I just, I think I just end up writing stuff that's, uh, you know, I kind of do it almost as an experiment. Be like, you know, let me just do something else that's more entertaining or challenging for myself as a writer. And that's kind of how, like, I guess it ends up, like, pushing, uh, 
the boundaries of what you just described basically yeah. but what a beautiful thing for you to be at this stage of your career and people are reacting in a way to that that's very positive in the sense that i think sometimes people wonder if they were to um try things differently or to evolve their sound in a very like real time sense that people might have like weird or adverse reactions but from what i've seen people seem to i always want to find a better term for this i can never find one but i'll just say it, it seems that people get it like when people it seems like people understand what you're trying to achieve with your music i think it's just uh, i mean that's a, that, and that's why i i qualified my you know last answer by saying that i don't like doing things for the heck of it i think a lot of people try to push the boundaries just cause you know it's it's kind of like common perception that oh you know you should evolve as a artist or you should be different or you know you should like do things that are different from what's happening actually you'll find a lot of artists try to push the boundaries kind of inorganically and it doesn't work that way i think at least personally i don't like to do that i mean if i end up writing like a really straightforward simple song that's really good i'm not going to like be like oh that's too simple and not you know you know i'm i'm going to try and objectively judge it as a song sometimes i write stuff that's really really like you know right in the center on the nose very very simple and there's nothing like pushing the boundaries about it but if it's a good song it's a good song and other times you know you know i might get bored and write something different and that's also a good song so you know you just kind of just i mean it has to be like at the end of the day it has to be good a good song that's the main motive you can't stray away from that yeah. as long as you don't stray away from that and kind of like focus on that and keep honing your craft i think like you know people get it because people people get instinctively usually tell collectively that you know this is legit and good and this is like something that's bit like you know i don't know like uh, i don't want to say like fake but a little like inorganic or yeah. authentic yeah i totally get that um i'm curious before i go into the next question how did you find nashville like that's a place i used to go to quite frequently and um have some very happy memories there was it your first time when you went when you went to make yeah music? i i that was not my first time but uh, i'd been there a couple of times before but it was my second se- session writing session with peter and conrad when we wrote with you for you um uh I don't know Nashville just kind of happened I mean it's just uh I uh, I met my manager Nicole I mean in uh in South by Southwest 3 years ago and uh that kind of started the whole journey through like you know North America before that it was like you know I I I didn't know I mean I just started off in India I wasn't like that prominent even in India so it was more just about like okay I got program for South by Southwest that's cool let me just go and check it out you know and then you know i think just started taking off and like i started playing shows a little bit and the next kind of like logical step was to start co-writing yeah. co-writing as a whole thing doesn't really exist in india and when i learned about it in the us that it happens so you know frequently i was quite fascinated because for me like like i said i i just wanted to write more songs so for me it was like exciting and nashville was like one of the big centers where it happens a lot so it was just like you know should go there and write songs with people basically yeah you know something that's been really surprising to me um over the course of doing this and talking to many different artists specifically about co-writing is how i think sometimes there's this misconception of it being such a 
give and take type of thing. But I think something that's really beautiful from the artist's perspective that I've witnessed is that it seems that the ability to uh, use another person as a sounding board and just getting your ideas out in a verbal manner to another human being in the context of writing music, it allows your brain to go to different um, avenues and areas that you probably wouldn't even have thought of. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an ideal writing session, actually. I mean, the best kind of writing sessions happen exactly like that, where you're not really trying to, like, force anything, but you just end up, like, uh, giving each other perspective, which in turn, like, you know, like you said, it's like, it's like a lot of times these ideas are in you, but it's like that interaction with somebody else or like that tiny nudge in a certain direction with somebody else that like makes you realize that whoa I didn't even think about it that way or I didn't think about it this way and then you know you just have like a new idea for a song or a really cool like line for a song or a musical idea sometimes you know so that's that's definitely one of the cool things about writing with people yeah it's amazing I want to ask you about another one of your songs Um, you released this one quite a while ago but I mean, it's amazing whenever an artist has a song that takes a life of its own. I'm talking about your song, Cold Mess. Um, I brought up before how it's clear that your music videos have a very specific um, perspective and a very specific touch. And I imagine there's some sense of creative direction on your part of that, considering the, the videos correlate with your you know, your music. Um, Cold Mess has a really beautiful music video, man. And I wonder, how does it feel to have the music you've made accompany a video like that that's so beautiful uh thanks man um uh yeah i mean uh cold mess is like the first i mean that's i'm it's like the first thing i'm actually actually proud of like everything before this like i've put it out and i've really i've still put a lot of like work into it but this one like i was really happy with a lot of things and i think just everything ended up coming together i just had a very clear creative vision not just for the music and the production but also the art around it and conceptually what it meant and the narrative that the record has so I don't know it was just always like a very clear uh, kind of idea in my head you know in terms of not just the music but just everything around it also and what the what the meaning of this record is what the what the overall energy around it is so uh uh, I didn't like direct the video or anything of course we had a really phenomenal director Dar uh, who you know is based in India that uh, kind of scripted it and did it but like I I knew what I wanted like you know I wanted like a really raw realistic you know depiction of a toxic relationship that's completely balanced where it's not really like you know one person is the villain or the other person is the good person or like you know it's not like one person doing it or it's just these this dynamic of two people who are actually just good people and who are in love and there's nothing wrong with them but just them their dynamic doesn't work you know it's just toxic that, that them together is a problem and that's what I wanted to make it as balanced as possible and have the imagery of being underwater which is beautiful yet suffocating you know like kind of metaphorically and you're kind of drowning in that relationship so it's just those ideas are what I this is what I'm saying right now is broadly what I told Dar and she just scripted it really beautifully and yeah same with the artworks I mean it's just uh, I don't know I just it's just stuff that came to me and I really was very convinced about it and I wanted to do it that way <clears throat> I honestly never say this because as you were saying that just now I was reminded of something that's very um integral to the video at least the one that's on youtube i never say this 
but this video has a very fascinating, fascinating comment section. Well, if you go to the comment section of the video, it's people who are pretty much, you know, sharing. It's people who are pointing out the toxicity that's um, mm -hmm. at display, but doing so in a way where they're also sharing their own experiences. And mm -hmm. I honestly can't remember a time I've ever enjoyed reading a comment <laughs> section. Of just like, it's really honest stuff people are yeah, sharing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, I mean, especially these days, I feel like on YouTube, you know, like, people end up like pushing videos a lot like you can like promote them and stuff and yeah. that ends up like and we didn't do any of that so everything that came like in terms of like the comments on that video are just completely organic from people like sharing it like very organically with each other and I think that's where like it just ended up being a very honest like I mean we were like for two days after the video came out me and like the whole team that produced it and my manager like everybody's like just going through the comment sections and like taking screenshots and sharing it with each other. We're like, oh, look at that one, look at that one. Because there were like a lot of like really uh, very uh, touching comments in there, you know. It's just like, like you said, like very personal where you're just like, wow, you know, like people are, there's some people who are like really invested in this. Yeah, that's amazing. Which man. is dope for sure, yeah. It is, and it's a very rare thing as well. Yeah. Um, the way I was put onto your music is I know some of the guys who work with Colors and um, you did a beautiful color session in Berlin. Um, for your tune, Did You Fall Apart. Mm -hmm. um, I think what's really incredible about this song, that's what I really love, how is my entryway to your music, because I feel like it highlights very well what you do, where you're able to let a song breathe. Everything you were talking before is essentially allowing a song to be what it needs to be, and I feel like what you're able to do, because people utilize the terms minimalism and simple, but when I hear your music, I hear space in a way that's very intentional. I hear the song being able to breathe, um, does that come innately to you? And is this song a good example of that? I mean, I think so it is for me, but I wonder if you as the person who made it, if you'd agree with that. Yeah, you're just talking about like the pauses that happen on it a lot. I don't know. I kind of started doing that live, kind of to like quieten people down. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I think that's where it kind of stemmed from, like, because I used to play this song, uh, this song and then there's a couple of other songs which just have stops right yeah and i noticed that when i would stop and just not come back for a while people would like actually really quiet down because you know it's like there's another song from this record called in tokens and shams called go yeah and go has a lot of stops like it's like really quiet and then there's like a big chorus and then it's really quiet again and then there's a massive chorus that's kind of how like that song is so there's a lot of stops and there's a lot of space and silences but, uh, you know, on the record, they're like short silences, of course. It's yeah. just like how the record is. But when I start playing it live, I would just sometimes just be like, just leave it hanging there for like a good like 10 seconds. And people would really quieten down. And it was kind of cool because suddenly that the whole room was just silent when literally 10 seconds ago, it was just like people chatting away. <laughs> and that was kind of cool. And then, uh, then I just kind of, I don't know, instinctively kind of doing that a lot in songs just I don't know sometimes especially with like did you fall apart it's kind of like a it's kind of like a cry out loud you know it's like it's a it's a it's a very intense breakup song and it's uh it's like a plea out into the open just being like you know uh so it's just I don't know it's just kind of like to leave that voice hanging out there and like give it time to like really feel for whoever's listening to it to really like feel the weight of those words, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I saw that session like 
I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like a Sunday morning. And I think immediately after watching the performance and listening to the song, I thought to myself, I need to watch some cartoons to de-stress a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, not exactly. No, it's a beautiful tune, man. Um, something I've been I'm keen to ask you about, um, and I, I feel like every interview you do, people must bring this up or they must ask about like your home country. But the curiosity for me is the fact that um, travel has been a big part of my life, and I feel very fortunate about it. But unfortunately, I actually haven't had the pleasure of making it to your home country yet. And um, I'm quite curious because I'd really love to see it someday. I'm hoping I'll see it someday. Um, one of the things I really enjoyed with uh, preparing for this was getting to see the reception that has happened in your home country, which um, I was born here in America and I grew up a little bit in England and I used to go around Europe a lot. And something that's very different to the 90s to now is how... I feel like there was this very big thing, at least in Europe anyway, of trying to make things seem American, like almost like we like American stuff and mm. we almost like heighten American things more than our own. I feel like what I see more now and all over Europe and parts of Asia and as well with like India is like how people are understanding that homegrown talent, it's a special thing, that there's something special in being able to big up somebody who just lives down the road from you or a couple hours from you. Mm. Um, I just want to know what it means for you to know that... I mean, people always say the music works, I'm doing air quotes, but the fact that it could work in your home country the way it has, because I think that's an amazing thing. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, I think it's just... Uh, the India has changed a lot in the past, like, five or ten years, you know, especially, I think, uh, with... And it's, it's mostly because of just internet coming into everybody's lives. Like exposure to like different kinds of music, to different cultures, just in general has increased a lot. Before that, like, you know, if you were anybody in India, you'd just get your exposure about what's going on in the world from like television. And that would be very limited. And that would portray America in a certain way or like, you know, a lot of like pop culture in a certain way. That's really changed now. And people have like... Uh, more like cultural niches and they're smaller and it's, it's not that um, homogenous anymore yeah. which is what I think has changed and which is what I think has uh, allowed me to be able to you know do what I have done actually in the past like five years or whatever because there are people out there who like get it and like this kind of music and because uh, before that it was not uh, there's a very specific kind of music that people are listening to which was mostly like Bollywood and music from like the Indian film industry yeah. which is pretty much like pop music you know definition wise yeah. so yeah I mean it's uh, it's really cool man and it's not just for like music it's just across all art forms and like you know when, even in like film and television it's just the kind of stuff that's coming out now uh, people are supporting homegrown talent more which is being more like uh proud of our own heritage and our culture and accepting that and not being like rigid about it but like using the best parts of it yeah and using the best parts of other things from other cultures around the world and just doing good work you know like i mean that's what's like become more important which is what is really cool yeah yeah i think that's really such an amazing thing and like it's like you're saying like the fact that it's within particularly the last five to ten years it's wild how it's still new yeah like we're like living in the real time of it yeah we are, we're, we're in the middle of it right now, yeah. Yeah. 
I only just have a couple more questions for you. Thanks so much for being generous of your time today. I really do appreciate it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, while reading up on you, I also noticed you had... It's kind of funny we got touching on uh, Bollywood really quick. I so- noticed that your music was in a soundtrack for a Bollywood film mm-hmm. called Kerwan. Karma, yeah. Karma, yeah. What was that experience like for you? Because obviously I talked before about, you know, having your um, music accompanying very beautiful visuals in a music <clears> video, <throat> but in the context of a film where, you know, essentially music serves a film. What was that like for you? Uh... I mean, I really enjoyed. I mean, you know, I, I, I think of myself being a songwriter first and foremost, and like, part of that is like just being professional and being like, a you know, a professional songwriter, which is like if somebody hires me to write a song, I write a song for them, and I really dig that actually. I mean, especially like, uh, like working for Carvan was very, very like. Uh, it was really challenging, especially for one of the songs because one of the songs was. Uh, just in terms of what it means like a very uplifting positive song which is something I never write like literally <laughs> like honestly most of the songs that I write are really really depressing and they're always like and even the happy ones have like a touch of like cynicism in them yeah. like there's some songs which are definitely like on the happier side but they still have a touch of like melancholy in them and this one was just uh, and plus most of them are romantic so this song I had to write for like Karma it's called Sase. It's just supposed to be about this, like, you know, new chapter in the character's life. And, like, you know, it's, like, everything's, like, uplifting and, like, positive and completely non-romantic. So I had to, like, just keep writing it, like, over and over again. Because I would have a tendency to put in a line which would be, like, either sad or romantic. And I'm like, yo, you can't write both of those things. So it was cool. It took me, like, a week to, like, finish that song, lyrically especially. Which is, like, which is, it's, it's a very different process, like, writing for film and TV. I also write like for commercials in India and like I've written for another film before that and it's uh, <clears throat> it's a whole different thing. I actually really enjoy it like because it's kind of like puts more boundaries around you. Like with my stuff I can write whatever the hell I want you know there's no there's no like you know emotion I need to stick with. Tomorrow I'm, I can completely flip and write super happy songs or I can write about like flowers. I mean it's completely yeah. up to me but with like Writing for a character, there's a very specific set of emotions and there's a context and, you know, there's the the character you have to understand and you're writing from that character's perspective. You're certainly not writing from yourself. So you kind of need to detach yourself and think rationally and think of it more as songwriting craft versus something that's an emotional catharsis, which is what is like, I mean, I, I, I quite like, I quite dig that process also. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine it's a it's a etiquette to like kind of sharpening a knife in the sense of like sharpening your skills. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's challenging, and that's why it's cool. Yeah. Tell me this. I'm really curious to hear before you run out here. I'm really curious to hear about how it's been for you touring, especially since it's been going so well, especially here in America. I mean, you. What is it? What would you say has been the most surprising thing about the audiences that have been coming out to your shows? Honestly, there's nothing. There's not been anything surprising about the audience. It's been pretty like what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's share with the world. Then, what did you expect? I mean, I don't know. I just like, uh, I don't know. I guess, or maybe, maybe that's not the right thing. So, I, I mean, I, I maybe I just didn't have any expectations really. I mean, right before this, we were already touring in India, and uh, it's just like right after that, we just came here and I just got right into it. So it's just. I didn't really have a second to breathe and think about like what was going on but it's in hindsight like you know 
when you think about it like it's it's pretty cool i was talking to my manager about this 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 morning uh and like she was telling me about how like literally an year and a half ago in new york i played at uh rockford music hall for stage 4 or something which is just like 90 people stage 3 yeah oh yeah for people listening who might like have been there it's the, it's the downstairs room amazing yeah. piano it's, isn't it yeah it's it's a, it's a cool spot but it's like tiny as fuck it's very right? cozy and yes. i mean like and and you know last night we just like sold out a 700 person venue like you know yeah. with higher ticket prices and just i mean it's not been a very long time so it's kind of cool it's definitely like you know it like i guess it just hadn't sunk in so i guess it's you know it's an upward it's it's going somewhere good i mean it's going somewhere so that's good <laughs> it is yeah uh about to turn this off i should mention so this is coming out i want to say two weeks from now which is like honestly the week before thanksgiving might be thanksgiving week my map my brain is terrible in terms of like dates at the minute but before i turn this off is there anything you want to share of the world of what to expect in 2020 Um, I mean, obviously, you can't say mm, specific dates or releases. Not but really. Like, I mean, I don't know. I guess he. Re- I, I guess I. I guess I'd say I really want to put out a release, but nothing is really set in stone yet. You'll do it when you so, feel like it. You don't want to feel pressured. I don't want to feel. I really want to. I'm not pressured. I actually really want to put out music. I just need to. There's so many other things you need to figure out when you're doing a release. It's not just about the music. Yeah. So I mean, I'm fingers crossed if we figure everything else out. Like. Yeah. will put out a new record if not then you're going to have to wait but probably more future dates people should follow you to find out if there's yeah. updates at 2020 yeah, sure. yeah. all that's going to be on my website all the stuff yeah. like that yeah this is really fun man yeah, thanks for taking the time i really sure. appreciate it yeah.